Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the College Bar and Grill. Check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. Wow, this has uh, been a crazy week, uh, not only in the hockey world and the sports world, but in the world and as a whole. Paul Hornstein, my co-host out on... Uh, Long Island, New York, Scott Strandy here live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul, how are you doing this evening? Uh, a lot better than I was 24 hours ago, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's, uh, a really, uh, that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, people are, uh, you know, just all over the place. Uh, you know, I, I understand a little bit of the paranoia, Um and so forth and so on. Um, and I also know that the doctor's offices are going to be overwhelmed, etc. cetera. Um, I uh, had a little bit of a temperature and a fever last night. And uh, it was 101.4, and I really felt pretty bad. Um, but I didn't have any other signs. I'm, I'm not having trouble breathing. I wasn't coughing. Uh, I don't have a sore throat. And I got up this morning. It was about... 100.3 and it's weird how that one degree makes uh, all the difference in how you feel even if it's a little bit on the high side so, i totally understand you as i as i said last week i was a uh, h1n1 swine flu whatever you want to call it uh survivor went through a week of it and uh paul that was 104 at one point <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, no it was uh, 104 definitely. for about five days but yeah, I, I know what you're going through, pal. It's uh, it's not good. Um, glad you're feeling better. Hope you're on the mend now. And, you know, our worlds have been turned completely upside down, not only personally but professionally, what we do here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest. Everything is just still in a holding pattern. And, you know, Paul, as I was looking through social media today and emails and, and things like that, and I'm starting to see reality hit, I think, um, ASU, has put out a thank you to their seniors and all the universities are starting to say thank you. And the, the year end awards are starting to come out in club hockey. Yeah. The NHL is trying to gather themselves as far as what they're going to do. And, you know, I mean, I think last week, Paul, if you were like me, it was just kind of a state of shock for like four or five days. Wasn't it? Uh, uh, Maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm going to sit here and, and and you know I'm I'm trying to stay away from the politics on this program. Uh, it's it's easy to, to 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 get involved in that, so I really do try to stay away from it because it's under the circumstances it's really easy. But I can't say I'm shocked um, <laughs> just because of my own personal cynicism um, right. and, and and my own personal beliefs. So, but, you know, we'll keep them out of here because it's not uh, what we do. Uh, if it was, you know, I we don't know if this, to a certain extent, if this would have happened anyway. But uh, I know this. Uh and if you're going to ask, you know, like I said, I'm just going to stay away from the politics of this. Nothing shocks me in this world anymore. I've been around. I'm too old to have <laughs> anything too. shock me. Me too. And, I, and and I guess what I was getting at was just the fact that, you know, we were preparing for a tournament season and all of a sudden, poof, in a matter of hours, it was all gone. And, oh, yeah. And I don't, oh. you know, I'm not, and I'm not going to, you know, get on the, the NCAA because I know they did what they had to do, but. Um, 
I kind of wish everybody had taken a little bit of a more NHL approach and paused everything and said, hey, listen, we're going to take 14 days to just step away. We're going to reevaluate. I understand there's a lot of things going on, but I just think the suddenness and the sudden ending of everything really left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths from the fact that, you know, it's just it was here and it was gone. And it was like, yeah, you know, in, in the end, though, shouldn't we Scott, maybe have in, considered this? In in the end, they 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 would have come to the same decision. So, uh, yeah, I, don't I guess they would have. Really... I guess no, maybe there's no it doubt just... that they would have. There is no doubt. Yeah. Um, well, the bottom line of this, Paul, is, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. The bottom line of it is they looked at things and and they had to cancel it. And you know, initially for everybody's thing, it was like 14, 30 days. Now we're talking maybe eight weeks or more, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it, it, it's gotten a little bit, um, you know, different than what it was last week, but we're here to talk hockey and, uh, and there's still hockey to talk about cause a lot's sure. going on, even though that, uh, there are no games being played. There's still transactions right. going on. There's still guys trying to manipulate their futures and where they go. And we'll break that down a little bit. I think we also need to kind of look at the year end stuff. And I know you've got the, uh, the brackets, the the way they would have been. Supposed brackets, yeah. Yeah, the supposed brackets, if the season had ended just the way it was. Uh, I'm, right. Before we get into the brackets, I'm just going to run down because I do have the pairwise and the RPI in front of me, and I think these are accurate. Um, but a- as the season ended, North Dakota was the number one team in the country at 26-5-4 right. for a record and an RPI of .6123, which – to the most people, they don't really care about the RPI, but to everybody no. in the seating, that's extremely important. Sure. So North Dakota, sure. number one, Minnesota State, number two, at the 31-5-2, and two, and they had the best record in all of NCAA hockey in, in this 2019-2020 season. Yeah, um, they – oh, man. Um, as I noted in the uh, blog post that I put up uh, on the website uh, earlier in the week uh, – for those that had a chance to see it, um, there is a, uh, a social media friend of mine uh, who's a big Minnesota State guy, and every weekend he <laughs> and his son were playing uh, one of the old-style NHL video games, running uh, all the, the uh, simulations of like all the uh, <laughs> WCHA games and. I was laughing, and that's that. And he actually got a hold of me after uh, uh, the blog post went out. I said, uh, "Go read it," uh, and he started laughing when he read it. Uh, he goes, "I don't know if we can do that, but we'll see." <laughs> uh, I, I really that do blog kind of post, feel- folks, is it, fantastic. So if you haven't been to IceTimeHockeySW.com, get there, take a look at Paul's blog. It was very well done. I commend you, my friend, because that was uh, that was very well done. Uh, I had it about half written, and I had to change everything. Yeah, I bet you did. I <laughs> bet you did. Um, and I, and I, you know, just because of uh, the, the the you do create friendships in a in a strange way over social media, and and I know how much the Minnesota State fans were salivating over this NCAA tournament. Um, uh, it would have been a shock to everybody if they didn't get their first ever NCAA tournament win, uh, especially since they were going to be the number two most likely overall seed, uh, unless something crazy happened in the conference tournament. Um, but uh, now they're going to have to wait another year and a half to see that happen. So, um, you know, I, well, I, I really felt bad for them. Uh, not that, I didn't feel bad for any of the seniors. Uh, we had that. It's funny how we had that discussion on our special podcast last week with yourself and um, uh, and Stephen Marsh. Yeah, yeah yep. Steve up in uh, Vegas, um, and we were talking about how the NCAA what they would do with some of these athletes, and it, pretty much the next day. Uh, they said that they would be granting the spring sports athletes an extra year of eligibility. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, obviously, anybody who's state, like I said, 
what if they're done with school? Does that mean somebody has to go take grad classes to stay up? I don't know how that's going to work, but you know, that's for a different time and a different place. That's also uh, 18 months away for them to deal with it. Um, I know that some of us would like to see them do that for the winter athletes since they didn't get into the playoffs. And there was kind of thought that they would discuss that too. And maybe they'll do that too. But if they were going to do that, they'd be talking about that already. And so I don't really see that happening. Um, and I feel bad, uh, as I said in the blog post, uh, for the seniors that are not going to get that one last chance. So, Yeah, and it's so unprecedented. We've never seen anything like right. this. Probably will never no. see anything like this again. So that's well, not a our shocking. lifetime anyway. Yeah, that, that's the shocking part of it. But, um, you know, it's uh, – it, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Let me run through the top 16 teams, Paul, as they finish right. in the pairwise because I want to I point out a couple things, and then I want you to elaborate with me on them. Um, as I said, North Dakota number one with an RPI of 0.6123. Minnesota okay. State number two at 0.5996. That difference is probably not going to change or wouldn't have changed no matter what happened um, no. all the way well, through. And by, right? the way, and by the way, before you, you – know, you're talking about uh, transactions happening. There are uh, 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 a bunch of – you know, there are players that are signing NHL contracts, uh, you know, as the days go on. So, yes, um, yeah, absolutely. And we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that, it. too. So, yep. Let's uh, let's quickly run through this. So, because I, I, I know you follow the RPI very closely and I want you to, to, to point out what would have been possible and maybe what would not have been possible. And the first thing that I see is if Minnesota State was number two at point five nine nine six and North Dakota was .6123, I don't believe Minnesota State or anybody below them could have caught North Dakota uh, between now and when the Frozen Four would have been played. Am I I truthful in saying that, Paul? That's Uh, just too large of a number in the RPI to make up in such a short amount of time had everything been normal. I don't know, but... You know, I don't really think you're talking about a situation where um, I, I don't – it just it would depend on the matchups, I guess. Maybe if North Dakota lost in the first round of the conference tournament, maybe. Yeah, may- maybe, but that, that still seems like a lot. Anyway, my point being taken is there was a gap between one and two, but if you look at Minnesota State and Cornell, Minnesota State 5996 and Cornell 5933. Now, that's a difference – that yeah. like, those two could have flip flopped, correct? Maybe had had everything. That's, that's yeah, I mean, that's once again, once again, yeah. it's possible. You're you're, you're right. talking about places where there would have had to have been first round upsets. Okay, so then here's here's the next one that I look at. If I look at Minnesota Duluth at point five seven seven, that's where the I gap look, comes in. Yeah, see that's now where that the real gap comes in, and then Denver down at point five six eight eight, and. Uh, and then you get to like Penn State at number seven. They're 0.55. But but here's the part that I want to bring up for Sun Devil fans is they currently, as the season ended the way it did, were essentially tied with Bemidji State. They were a few RPI percentage points yep. behind, like like yep. 0.03. <laughs> right. But but Bemidji State was in at number 12 at 0.5397. Arizona right. State was at number 13 at 0.5394. And Arizona State could not hurt their number anymore because they were done playing. Bemidji State could have lost in their tournament and hurt their number. And Arizona State could have jumped them. But I want to mm-hmm. just go through this real quickly because right behind Arizona State was Michigan at 0.5371. And then yep. Maine at 0.5362. And then yep. Quinnipiac was at number 16 at 5, 0.5361. And we all yep. know that as it, as it sits right now, Quinnipiac would have been the team to get bumped because the, the uh, Atlantic Conference would have had to put a champion in there, correct? Uh, yeah, like, but once again, you're, you're, we're, we're, you're speculating. Yeah, I know we're hypothetical. Yeah. I know, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just based on the way this ended, that's exactly what would have happened. You know, just like... But, Duluth won their first national championship in this 
run of championships <laughs> right? getting in by point zero 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 one. Quinnipiac would have been out by point zero 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 one. So. Correct. And and as you look down the list, seventeen and eighteen, Minnesota point five three two five, Western Michigan point five three six zero. You know, I mean, that's that's a lot of teams that were log jams. So had everything continued on status quo, we might have been sweating as Arizona State fans quite a bit more than than we would with a hundred and four degree fever <laughs> because yeah, it, well, would I think been, they, it would have been very, very tight to say the least. Well, there were a lot of people that were reading charts and graphs and saying, Oh, well, ASU is still this and stuff. There was no way in heck that they were a quote unquote 90% chance of getting in. There's, there's, you are asking at that point for everything um, there is no question they needed chalk. Um, if you want to tell me that they were a 67% chance to get in, 60% chance to get it in, somewhere in that neighborhood, I would probably say, but I'm not enough of a mathematician to know. I only know is if they had won one game on the one more game on the first weekend and one more game on the last weekend, uh, they they wouldn't have had to have been sweating because they would have been tenth. Yeah, I was just gonna say they would have been top ten. Um, okay, so we we learned a little bit by that. I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was very interesting just how close uh, teams uh, twelve through eighteen actually oh, were. It was razor. It was razor oh, yeah. thin, Scott. And I mean, it just yep. uh, you know, a, a team winning a series but not sweeping a series could have bumped them out. Yes. I mean, yep. it could have. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a mathematician, and I'm not sitting here putting in all the scores and all this other stuff. But in theory, it's that close where one, uh, instead of sweeping a series, winning a series in three games during these opening rounds of the playoffs, uh, could have made a difference between a team getting in and a team not getting in. So, yep, ab- absolutely. Okay, let's. Um... Let's jump in as long as we're in this mode. Let's jump into um, just going through the records real quick, uh, and then we'll, we'll let you go through what the actual um, presumptive pairings might have been. Uh, but right. when we look at the records, like I said, Minnesota State had the best overall record, 31-5-2. Minnesota Duluth or uh, North Dakota, 26-5-4. and um, Boston College at 24-8-2. Uh, a bunch of teams at uh, let's see a twenty three win team and Cornell at twenty three right. two and four, and then a bunch right. of teams at twenty two ten and two. So the Arizona State Sun Devils were logged in with a group of teams. Let me just throw some names of twenty two win teams. Paul, Minnesota Duluth twenty two ten right. and two, uh, right. Bemidji State twenty two ten and five, Arizona right. State twenty two eleven and three. And then there's right. a host of teams, yeah. Quinnipiac included right below them, and Mass UMass at 21 wins, and Denver at 21 teams. But as it ended, the Sun Devils have a lot to be proud of because they actually – There's no question. Yeah, they broke their own record in wins. And to say that you have more wins in Denver, who we're going to see next December, um, <laughs> that's pretty impressive, I think. Well, listen, <laughs> it's, it's impressive when you add in the fact that it's only, you know, year five of the program, fourth full oh. year. It's a back-to-back 20-win season. Uh, our buddies up at Clarkson had 23 wins. Uh, these are blue blood names. I mean, um, Cornell, uh, you know, even, you know, Duluth is back-to-back champions. Denver's a blue blood program. Um, you know, Boston College is a blue blood program. Uh, you look back and, and, and see the, the teams that ASU had more wins then, uh, and they'll be right there. I mean, Harvard, BU, Wisconsin, um, you know, a whole bunch of, 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 of teams that they had better records than Michigan State, uh, Providence. Uh, you know, these are all teams that are, you know, they had more wins than Minnesota. Um, <laughs> oh, that I'm sorry. Did I say that sarcastically? I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. No. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Folks, um, if you're wondering if his fever is broken, it truly has. Now we can say that it's gone. 
Uh, he's Listen, back to normal. I always <laughs> speak in sarcasm. That is my first language. Uh, yeah, English so, is my second language. I hear you. So, so that kind of runs down just how the teams officially ended way, the way the season ended. Um, just a couple of housekeeping notes on things. Uh, I have asked for players. Uh, ASU has been instructed not to give us any players for podcasts or even coaches, for that matter. Um, Mitch Terrell and I and myself have been in communication uh, pretty much um, frequently, I should say, since this all broke down. And, and I asked him for players, coaches. I asked him for Leanne Blinn. So if you're wondering where our guests are, that's where they are, folks. They're, they're quarantined, if you will. Uh, I did get a couple of things from Mitch. Um, he did tell me that all the players and coaches and everybody is healthy, so there's nobody out there, at least as of yesterday, that had tested positive or anything like that. So that that's good. a good thing. You know, we're talking about the health of individuals here, so we go for that. Uh, ASU has gone totally online for the rest of the uh, the rest of the academic year, so the students will not be. Um, attending in in room classes which i think is a good thing and everybody's taking their precautions i know leanne blint told me today that the uh, the gym had been shut down which of course to her that's like taking away her uh, water her bread her and some of her See, air i think is, <laughs> this is really uncharted territory it because is the 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 um you know whatever teams that she's in charge of if it's just hockey, and I don't know off the top of my head. It, no, it's not. It's not. No, um, she, she works it's, with it's, a lot of athletes. It's one thing to say, okay, here's your workout program. Uh, go do it. Now, for the most part, these guys are going to do it. But, you know, athletes, especially uh, collegiate athletes, tend to be self-motivated. But it's not the same. If you can't see them do it, if you can't occasionally check in with them doing it, make sure they're doing things correctly. Make sure that they are, uh, uh, you know, if you can't, you, you won't know if maybe they suffer a tweak or an injury. Uh, there's, there's no way to tell. Uh, you know, there's no way to, to, to monitor. So, and, and who knows how long that this will take. Um, you know, this, like I said, uncharted territory, um, who the heck knows uh, what's going to happen. Um, I, I don't, I don't even want to speculate as to where any of this goes. Um, you know, we just kind of have to take this day by day and week by week and see what happens. Well, I, what I will tell you, Paul, is that I do know from the uh, the NCAA athletic part of it, and part of the reason why I wanted to have Leanne on, and we've tried to get her a couple different times, but different things have happened um, both on our end and her end, and we haven't been able to connect. But one of the things that I wanted to have her on and discuss with her was just she's, if not the only, one of the only coaches that's able to have communications and and things with the players year round. Um, yes. There's a, there's a break period, but she's able to give them workout routines for the off season. She's able to gather with them uh, in the summertime at certain times. And again, I'm not going to go through the NCAA rules because I don't have them all in front of me, but God. Um, the if thing of did, it is, is that big book. she would get to spend and does spend a lot more time with them than say coach powers or coach field right. or coach Hicks. So right. I was curious to her, uh, to ask her, I should say, um, you know, just how, how is she going to do this now? Because right, I thought exactly. it was curious the way she had to construct things, you know, for the, uh, the trip to China and then coming off of that. And I've always been intrigued by the way she trains the players to take these cross country flights and, and how mm -hmm. to have them ready to go uh, when they go back and forth between here and new England or wherever, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, wherever they fly to it's always a distance for Arizona State. It's never anything right. like, you know, a bus trip. Not Denver. Nope, it certainly isn't. It's so, not um, Denver. 
So, and by the way, we are going to Denver, Paul. It's going to be uh, December this year, and and I'm I'm happy to say, folks, that we're going to try to make as many away games as we can. So we are going to be your source for Sun Devil hockey, God willing, once the season gets started. Uh, we're making plans already to make sure that that we have you covered top to bottom. I think these guys have earned it from us, uh, quite frankly. And Paul, I also think that, as I've told you numerous times, I really think that this roster coming in and taking nothing away from the previous players because they've all done an excellent job of building the program and getting the very most out of their teams. But I think this group coming in together with the guys that are coming back are going to be the best that we've seen in Sun Devil Hockey. And I think Coach Powers would agree with me. Well, that's what everybody's saying. And, and you know, it obviously will remain to be seen. Uh, one of the things that uh, I hope they do again next year, just automatically have it on the schedule. Um, I, I thought that the uh, scheduling of an alumni game as kind of that exhibition game at the end of the season was a really good idea. Uh, I, I think people uh, deserve, and when I say people deserve, uh, I mean those players. Uh, you know, right. I know a few of the names and, and, and you might know a few of the names, uh, and, and obviously Coach Powers knows them all, um, but I think they deserve a chance to get recognized uh, by the people that started following this team four years ago um, because most people are not going to know those names. You know what, and, and I think, Paul, I think that's why Coach Powers wanted to do this. So I, I, I don't want to speak for him, obviously, but I think I can say that if he has the opportunity to do an alumni game every year from now on, he will. And I think the reason maybe this one took a little bit longer is because this is his full Nobody first knew. full recruiting class, right? Yeah. So, so he didn't really have alumni to speak of until his first group graduated. Now well, he's got I'm some guys, about, you know. But I'm talking about they were inviting some of the – club players yeah. that won the club national and and exactly most people don't know any of those names yes correct that's that's and, a true point and those are the guys uh you know when he uses the 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 phrase be the tradition and i understand why they do that why he he chose that um those guys were the tradition before this started and absolutely like I said, you that's know, why this started. I know a ball. few of the names, <laughs> right? That, well, that's what I'm saying. I know yeah. a few of the names. You probably know more, um, and there are people that don't know nearly the names that I know, and I only know a few. And and I and I think that uh, when he just when he decided to do that, I thought it was good because I thought those guys deserve a chance to get introduced to the people that were, you know, that, like I said, just started following the program and had no idea what went on before they made the jump to NCAA. Yep, very well said. I think that is in the works. Um, I want to take a quick break. I want to do a couple of things first. I want to talk about some new sponsors that are coming on board with us. Then we got a couple of our uh, sponsors that have been with us for a little while. We'll give them a chance to uh, get their word out there. And then when we come back in about uh, three or four minutes, Paul, let's uh, let's dive into that hypothetical bracket that you have because, man, oh, man, I I'm going to tease it right now. When I said on Twitter a couple of days ago that there were real tears, there were real tears from what I saw in, in the Western bracket because I was truly excited to see that. Uh, we'll get into it in a minute. Um, first things first, uh, as I've mentioned to you, Paul, we do have a couple of new sponsors coming on board. Our very newest one, Summer Skates out of Toronto, Ontario, coming on board with us. You're now going to be able to get your favorite summer skates, the, uh, the sandals, made out of hockey skate laces and a really nice foam material. They're the most comfortable sandals I've ever worn. I've been working with these guys for a long time to try and finally get our logo on some, and we're going to have some giveaways coming up from them where you're going to have a chance to win Coyotes player uh, number and, uh, you and name about the, like, like on the shower shoes sandals, or are you talking? They're very sim very similar to that. Only you can wear them everywhere. They right, are well, incredibly you know, comfortable. Wear them to the beach. Wear them on the uh, wear them in your house. Wear them in the shower. Whatever you need. Um, but the neat part about it is the band on top is very soft 
because it's made of hockey skate laces. So it's uh, seven skate laces wide for the band, which is really cool. So I'm really glad to have Summer Skates on board. They're excited about reaching uh, the desert southwest a little more. They're up in Canada. And, and uh, Kevin, my friend up there, was telling me that uh, he said, what's going on in the desert southwest? Well, I'm up here chilling in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so chilling? Still getting, when you mean chilling, yeah. you mean cold. Yeah, 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 exactly. He he was using it both ways, I think, but yeah. he meant cold more than anything. So welcome aboard to Summer Skates. We haven't got all the details worked out yet, but I just want to shout them out because the, uh, the Summer Skate sandals are in the works. Also had a chance to sit down with M-Drive last uh, Tuesday, right before all this stuff broke, and they recommitted again for another year of what drives you with us, which is really huge because – they believe in us. We believe in them. I love their product. As I've told people, I've been using it since I turned 50, which is now eight years ago. Um, it works for me. I think it'll work for you. There's a great way to get it. If you go to uh, mdriveformen.com, go to the, uh, when you go to checkout, go to the coupon code, put in ICETIMESW, and uh, you will get yourself a 20% discount of all M-Drive products on your first order. Wait, 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 make, make, wait, hold on, hold on. I want to make sure that that's accurate. That's Ooh, accurate. Shit. Ice Time SW. Not, not I-T-H-S-W? No, Ice Time SW for the code. Okay, I got to change that. Yeah, and that's very similar to, it, uh, similar, it's identical to all of our uh, social media tags. We're all Ice Time SW on Twitter and Instagram and all those places. So Ice Time SW in the in the uh, code at checkout will get you the discount. Um, okay. Also had a chance to uh, to visit with our friends up at Jesse Ray's. They're going to give us a shout out here. They're on board with us as well. And of course our friends at Roger Klein's uh, Cancion Tequila, Mexican Moonshine, whatever you want to call it, they're coming on. So Thank you to all of them. If you still want to get on board, keep watching. I know we had a tournament time special, Paul, that we were running up until the 22nd, Selection <laughs> Sunday. That's going to be revamped now, obviously, with everything obviously. going on. But I promise you we've got a new one in the works. And as soon as we're back to uh, being able to play hockey and being able to get out and see people in public and all those types of things, uh, we will welcome yep. you in with open arms because I promise you next season will be much better than any season we've ever had before. And uh, I can't be more excited about it. So let's take a, another two-minute break. Let's bring in a couple of our sponsors, and then Paul and I will be right back with you, and we'll discuss uh, the hypothetical pairings, which which still, when I say that, Paul, it just doesn't make sense. But we'll be back yeah, with the hy hypothetical pairings in just a second. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. And when you talk about Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Paul, I got to tell you, they're doing a lot for the community up in Vegas right now. They are running some specials for uh, if you shop in Vegas locally up until May 1st and you bring in your receipt and show them they're going to give you 25% off the uh, the bill. So congratulations for uh, to Jesse Ray's for stepping up and trying to keep Vegas. I'm telling you, folks, is going to be hit a lot harder than a lot of us, if you yeah. can believe that, because uh, well, when the hotels and the gaming and everything shuts down up there, it is, uh, it, I mean, the numbers are just astronomical. You can't even yeah, go in there. Um, but. And, you know, and and a lot of things are going to be shut down. Restaurants uh, will still be open for, in, in most cases, for takeout and delivery. Uh, there's no reason why you can't take a fortress home with you and eat it there uh, if exactly. you have to. Um, and you know, so, you know, those in the, in the grocery stores and the, and the pharmacies will most likely be the only places open for, for a while. Um, and, and all I can say is, um, you know, there's been a lot of reports of craziness in stores and, 
uh, I don't think we've seen too many fights yet, but please, people, you know, hey, um, uh, my line of thinking on a lot of things is, uh, you know, if somebody needs it that badly and it's mine, they can have it because, um, you know, there will be times like you left your car door open. Now, I don't leave it open in front of my house, but if I'm just running into the store right. uh, to get something, like I said, if they, if they break my window in my car and, and, and take, like, some of the change I have in the door, they need it much worse than I do. They can have it. I need, you know. Um, I hear please you. Please just be considerate, people. Uh, I, I know that none of our followers and listeners w- would be those people, but, um, you know, just – Take a few seconds, take a few breaths before you do something crazy uh, or let yourself get that wound up. So uh, before we uh, hold on, hold on one second before you uh, get into that, before we uh, move on any farther, we have to do a shout out to Roger Klein because uh, their new uh, Cancion tequila is on the way. So hold on one second. Let's get a word in from Roger. Okay. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether celebrating an overtime game winner or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. And, of course, with Roger Klein's, we got to shout it out. He's an ASU yep. alum, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, providing music for us for our bumper music uh, all the way much. through our podcast. So appreciate Roger being on board with us as well. Get out, get yourself a bottle of the uh, – the Mexican moonshine with the new name coming on board very, very soon. Um, okay. Uh, what did you have all to right, say well, before we jump into these hypotheticals, Paul? Right, like you said, there are things going on. Uh, main goalie, uh, the, you know, there are players signing in, in the NHL, uh, even though the NHL is shut down. Um, but, you know, there are some signings going on, as you would expect. Uh, main goalie Jeremy Swayman, who was a big reason why they were in contention for an NCAA tournament bid this year, uh, signed with the Bruins, uh, was also uh, uh, given the Walter Brown Award as the top American-born college hockey player in New England. Um, uh, Keandre Miller of the uh, Wisconsin Badgers uh, was a former first-round pick of the New York Rangers, and he signed. Uh, with two years left to go in college. And now there are some obvious questions. Uh, what happens with this year's Frozen Four? I just assume, we haven't seen anything, that they'll throw Detroit back at the end of this rotation that it's in currently. Can't imagine they'll push somebody out of the way uh, to get into uh, the final, the Frozen Four rotation. Um you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, it will be uh, – they will be compensated, so to speak. Uh, I'm not sure where where it is next year. I, I think uh, – you know, I, I think Pittsburgh is one of the places coming up. Um, I think that uh, uh, there might even be one in Boston and St. Louis. Not, I don't have the list in front of me, but I, I think at some point before they announce the next rotation – of frozen four hosts that they'll throw Detroit either on the front end of that or the back end of the current rotation that they're using. So, yeah, I certainly hope so. Cause uh, I was looking forward to seeing uh, Detroit. I know they did a, a bang up job of running a, uh, a big time tournament. They have the facilities. Everything is top notch there with the new uh, little Caesars arena. So I'm sure they will be taken care of um, the NCAA I would not want to be in their shoes, Paul. It seems like an enormous amount of work um, from this point forward for them. Uh, I do want to also throw out the fact, Paul, that tomorrow they will announce the, t- the uh, 10 finalists for the uh, Hobie Baker Award. 
and uh, they are going to continue on as planned with the announcements and the breakdowns and the, the Hobie hat trick final three and then the award. Um, so that's not going to change. We know Brinson Pashnuk is probably in that top 10. I uh, don't know about Johnny Walker or uh, James Sanchez. I just don't know how the votes came out for them, but there was a huge push from Bonneville, Alberta to get Brinson uh, at least the fan vote. So it's going to be interesting to see tomorrow. Um, you'll be able to find that on IcetimeHockeySW.com too as we cover that. Um, just a couple of other quick things I want to throw out there, Paul, just because a lot of people don't know, but uh, John Leonard from UMA was the uh, the leading goal scorer with 27 this season. Um, he also uh, led in goals per game, obviously, with a 0.818 goals per game, which is pretty impressive. Jack Drury uh, from Harvard, 0.714. That's pretty impressive as well. Uh, the assist uh, leader or champion, I guess you would say, for this year was Jack Dugan, the, the uh, Vegas Golden Knight draft pick from Providence, 42 assists on the year, which is uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Dugan was also the uh, points leader um, by seven points, finishing uh, at number f- at 52 points over uh, Jordan Kawaguchi from UND with 45 points. What I do want to throw out yeah, there, though, sure is I can pronounce that either. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's a heck of a player. I can tell you that now. right now. I can Not tell you that right now, now, Paul. He is a heck of a player. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's just a couple of things I want to throw out there from there. Um, in the uh, the the uh, goaltending side of things, and just give me one second here to see if I can track some goaltending numbers. Um, doing math. Uh, goal. This is the one I wanted to get to. Goals against average for the season, Paul. Dryden McKay, who you and I had a chance to visit with last Christmas, not this mm-hmm. past one, the one before, 1.308 goals against in NCAA hockey. Uh, you know, Peter I live up to his name, that's for sure. And how Peter Thome from North Dakota was right behind him at 1.370, but Man, oh man, that is some stellar, stellar goaltending. Dryden way, also won the. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. No, I said Dryden also had the uh, save percentage at point nine. I got can't even say this with a straight face. Point nine four two in NCAA college hockey. That's just insane. And yeah, well, the kid, yeah. the kid won thirty of their thirty-one games in a hockey season. That that's yeah, well. insane. Yeah. Also led in shutouts, Paul. Dryden McKay, 10 shutouts on the season. So I know like what I people said, are going to say. Yeah, he plays in the WCHA. I get it. I, I know. Care. I get it. I don't care. But still, that is an impressive number to put up anywhere that you play, whatever league it is. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about that. Um, like I said, living – Tome, by the way, for North Dakota, started out the season as their third-string goalie, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, he kind of uh, <laughs> exceeded expectations, I'd say, moving his way you up. Say that. Yeah, you can definitely <laughs> say that. Um, so, you know, the, you, you never know where it's going to come from. So, uh, so I mean, there's that. And like I said, third string. He didn't start out as the backup. He started out as a third string. And I also want to throw this out. As far as points go on NCAA hockey, uh, James Sanchez tied with Scott Perunovich of the UMD for 10th with 40 points. He's a 40-point getter playing at, at UMD. Johnny Walker was not far behind him at 38 points. So that's pretty impressive in the Desert Southwest. And, oh, yeah, folks, both of those guys will be back next year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. time, to, time to jump into it. we got about 16 minutes left of the podcast, so... Jump into it, Paul. Tell us the first uh, regional. Let's start out in the east. Let's leave the west for last. So tell me uh, out east who was doing what. Well, let's put it this way. Um, you're talking about the the Worcester bracket, the way they have it set up, would have been North Dakota, and they put AIC in there as the uh, Atlantic Hockey Champion. That's fine, whatever. Uh, and UMass and Clarkson. Uh, would have been the uh, the other matchup in that in, in 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 that in that regional, and you could see that Ma- that UMass 
Clarkson matchup going in either direction, but there's no chance that whoever was playing North Dakota was going to win in the first round. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. it's it's and one sixteen a bunch, right. <laughs> and uh, more recently, uh, you know, uh, you know, AIC beat. I can't even remember. We were watching it. I can't even remember who the heck they played last year. But they won that opening matchup, and that was like a 116 or a 215 matchup. I don't remember what it was. Um, and I'm not going to go and sit there and go through. Uh, but whatever that second round would have been, uh, North Dakota, UMass, or North Dakota and Clarkson, which I think might have been a better matchup just because yeah. of uh, uh, opposite, opposite styles. Um, yes. But UMass would have had the definitely the home ice advantage, um, so that would have been an interesting matchup for the for the right, so to speak, to play North Dakota. And like I said, Clarkson, just because of the style they play, I think would have been a better chance to beat North Dakota. But you know, uh, that's well, that's the way say, I would have seen those games go. These are hypotheticals, so we'll never know, right. but. Interesting to see. Okay, move us down the East Coast a little bit. Where, what's your next one? All right, well, the Allentown bracket where we were last year uh, it would have been Minnesota State playing Maine uh, as one of the two games. And I said their goalie, Jeremy Swayman, just left, but he's obviously would have still been playing uh, had they gotten in. Uh, and he was about as hot as any goalie in the country, he, you know, just as hot as McKay and Thome at North Dakota. So, you know, the goalie always can make a difference. Uh, but uh, this would probably have been the one time uh, or one of the few times that you would not have given the edge the way he was playing to Swayman. Uh, and then the other matchup was uh, home ice advantage for Penn State against Lowell. Uh, and you never know with Big Ten team because – you know, they could put yeah, up eight uh, in any game and give up nine in any game. So the heck, <laughs> but, um, that was my point, yeah. Paul, is that you never know what the Big Ten. They could have scored enough to win, uh, but yeah. they probably would have given up enough to lose also. So interesting. Yeah, so um, I think, then, like you touched earlier, Paul, I think Minnesota State, that probably would have been their chance to get that first win and maybe even two wins. And maybe get into the Frozen Four. I think, I think that was realistic for them this year. I think they learned a lot from their it, near misses. Right, and it's funny because a team like that, what usually happens is you get that first one, and then you relax and you play with so much more freedom, uh, and and you know that could be dangerous. You know, you're playing a team like Minnesota State. Um, what does that mean that they would have won the whole thing? Uh, no, not necessarily, but, uh, you know, when you have the goalie, you can win anything. So that's a fact. Okay. We got another region to go. Tell us about the other region. Uh, so you Before got, Albany, we get west. you got Albany, Albany which, New uh, York. Yeah. How do you get yeah. to Albany from Long Island, Paul? By car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How so, long would it take you, for example, to get from Long Island to Albany? Uh, maybe two hours. Okay, not bad. Not bad. No, well, You're not... two hours for me. Okay, okay, not bad. I have a slight. I have a slightly heavy foot. Okay, even with my lawnmower car. Paul could have yeah. gotten us there in uh, <laughs> in two hours, but okay, Albany, New York. What's the brackets there, hypothetically? So, so that would have been a, a blue blood matchup with uh, Cornell against Michigan in one game. Uh, there would have been a lot of blue bloods actually in that bracket. The other bracket, the other game was Boston College and Ohio State. Um, and my guess is you would have seen chalk come out in that in in, in that bracket, and Cornell would play Boston College for the the chance to go to the Frozen Four. But uh, once again, we're talking about two Big Ten teams, so who knows. Exactly. Okay, and then the one that we've all been waiting for and the one that actually got real tears shed for me. Ah, oh, yeah. Outside of Denver and Loveland, Colorado, who would it have been, Paul? Uh, well, one game would have been the homestanding Denver Pioneers 
against uh, Bemidji State. And, you know, you would assume that Denver having that home ice advantage would have been a heavy favorite in that game. Uh, and the other matchup would have been your Bulldogs, your Minnesota Duluth uh, Bulldogs against my Sun Devils. Um, here they come again, Paul. Here they come yeah. again. Folks, and, I'm glad we aren't on camera because they are actually streaming out of my eyes. I would have given just about anything for that matchup. Well, see, um, here it is. Here's you know, you you know this as well as I do, Scott. Uh, ASU's been trying to get that matchup. I know for years now. <laughs> I know. Trying, you know, um, and it's just it hasn't worked out. They've been trying to 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 get it done, and just has worked out, you know, any number of reasons, different times, uh, so forth and so on. And, uh, you know, uh, so, so that's why I kind of laugh when I see that. And I'm like, oh, sure, here's another chance they had to play Duluth, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, who would have won? I don't know. I, I can't sit here. and You know me. I hate predicting games, so. Um, could ASU have beaten Minnesota Duluth? Sure. They could have. Absolutely. Uh, could they have lost to him? Obviously. Um, who knows? You know, um, at, you know, at some point Duluth is going to lose an NCAA tournament game. You know, they've won eight in a row. At some point they're going to lose one. You know, maybe they take ASU too lightly. Who knows if it, if it got to that. But, you know, uh, as it stands now, it's not going to happen. And we'll just have to keep trying. So we will definitely see what happens. And, uh, you know, just... Keep on keeping on. Um, it will be forever the bracket and the, the tournament that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> and it's, it is it um, is a situation where, unlike a couple of the stories I've seen about the NHL, uh, with some ideas that they're spitballing around, a couple of them I kind of like, to be honest with you. Um but there's a lot that has to go into any of these things. And, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see from there uh, what happens. And, uh, hopefully come September, uh, there'll be a little bit more normalcy or normalcy in the world uh, than there is right now. And well, know, I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, we, we all do, uh, whether we're sports fans or not. But one of my former coworkers said to me today, this is this is not having any sports to watch. And I know the NFL is in their off season right now and there are transactions and all this other stuff, but it's not really games. It's you know, I'm already tired of NFL draft talk and they haven't even really started it yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. I'll throw you out a couple of NFL things if you want to say. The Cardinals made a huge trade, uh, <laughs> which uh, everybody in yeah, Phoenix has been talking about. No, nobody does. But that that actually happened, folks. Um, the <laughs> DeAndre is coming from Houston to uh, Arizona, and it's going to be a very interesting matchup and fit with Fitz and uh, Kyler uh, Murray as well. So yeah, well, I, that's I on, said Kyler that's on the football said- side. Yeah, no, I said Kyler Murray would be throwing a party, you know, if he's allowed to. <laughs> but obviously right. since he can't, but, um, you know, hey, that is what it is. So, Okay, um, I also want to remind folks that today is St. Patrick's Day. I know there's not a lot of parties going on because everything's pretty much shut down. There's a couple of uh, renegades here in the in the Phoenix metro area that have... That's that right. Have, have you uh, seen the video of all those people at the beach in Florida? No, haven't seen that yet. Go home. Are you people? Are you oh, people my nuts? goodness. Go. I don't care. Listen, you want to walk around your neighborhood? 
are, are those probably spring big college students who aren't worried about getting sick? You right. look like idiots. Go home. Or Absolutely. You know, sit out by the pool. Or at least you'll be outside. You won't be on top of everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Couldn't um, agree with you more. I mean, spread out geez. just a little bit. Uh, listen to the CDC. Listen to all the things that are being said from the people that are in the know on this. Uh, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know what, this is a cold. This is a cold virus. It's No, it's not. It's, it's much more than a cold virus. And especially to uh, the age groups and the, the vulnerable people that just, you know, can't take your foolishness. So if, uh, if you don't care about yourself, at least care about uh, your neighbors or your grandparents and the elderly people in the community because they deserve your respect now more than ever. Uh, I will shout out one thing from, from the Phoenix metro area is that I am shocked at how in the year 2020 that we cannot have enough toilet paper in the state of Arizona to keep oh it on God. the shelves. It is absolutely astonishing. Um, Terry and I have been out and we've uh, looked different places and a lot of the shelves are bare, but you know what? The toilet paper is not everywhere. The they're not closing the grocery stores. I know. Exactly. They're not exactly. closing the grocery stores. Stop. I know. You know it, stop it, doing it. I, yeah, there's no – stop. And, and don't you people have enough by now? Exactly. You're, you're, I, they're, they're not well, going to shoot I, you if they see you on the street. You're allowed <laughs> to go to the grocery store. You're allowed to go to the pharmacy. Uh, stop it, people. You're getting exactly. out of control. Okay. So – as, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of good things coming, new sponsors coming on board. We're going to talk about uh, the new opportunities to join us as a corporate partner and get on board because, you know, I told you this last week, Paul, and, and I, I got this from, uh, from Coach Berman down at the U of A. Uh, he told, he told me that uh, you, need to, you need to look at adversity as opportunity, and that's what we're doing here at IcetimeHockeySW.com and College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We are going to take this adversity. We're going to turn it into opportunity, and I trust you, uh, folks. If you uh, if you want to jump on board, you're going to get some fantastic deals and get some fantastic uh, abilities to put your product, your business, out in front of a lot of hockey fans by sticking with us. So, look for your opportunity. In the meantime, I'm going to give Paul a little chance to uh, talk about some of the guys that make our show go. So, Paul, take it away. All right, well, uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. By College Bar and Grill at our bigger location on 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Uh, get yourself something to go, and I don't know if they're going to deliver, but uh, I'm sure that if you call them up for, for takeout uh, and, they're, and they're doing that, uh, go ahead. Uh, Roger Klein's Cancy owned tequila for the best margaritas and more. Uh, same thing up in uh, Jesse Ray's Barbecue up in Las Vegas. People's Choice Award-winning tastes uh, for lunch, uh, maybe an early dinner. Once again, call them up ahead of time. Get yourself some takeout. Uh, I don't know if they're going to deliver. Once again, this is uh, strange times, so who knows what. Uh, behind the Mask, uh, serving the Valley hockey community for over 25 years. Uh, Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Junior Sun Devils. IoxyPow, the natural way to clean and deodorize your office or equipment. Buy M-Drive. It's all about energy, stamina, recovery. Go to mdriveformen.com and use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off of your order. Buy the Ice Den Scottsdale and Ice Den Chandler. Practice home of the Arizona Coyotes and home of the Coyotes Youth Development Program. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, folks. And, Paul, I promised you last week that we would play a new Roger Klein song. Um, we tried Empty Highway to open the show last week. Uh, we didn't get Hello, New Day on there, but here it is, folks. So as we uh, bid you a farewell tonight, until next week, for Paul Hornstein on Long Island, I'm Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Here's a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers' Hello, New Day. <laughs>